1: As the general overseer of Great Commission Church International, may you be transformed as you listen to the word of God.
0: Father, we thank you for this topic and Holy Spirit, we ask that you bring clarity, you bring understanding, and you help us to, to arrive exactly where you want us to be in Jesus name. Amen. So today we are addressing the topic of Unanswered prayers And I want to Work on the presentation this way Number one What is prayer? Number two God's invitation to pray And number three Why prayers Are not answered Uh, the working definition I want us to use For prayer Is Calling upon the name Of the Lord Genesis 4 25 and 26 Now in First Samuel Chapter 1 Verse 15 Hannah Samuel's mother told Eli that I was pouring out my soul before the Lord So prayer can also be described as pouring out your soul Before the Lord And any approach of our soul to God Whether it's praise, worship, thanksgiving, asking, interceding, doing spiritual warfare, it can be called broadly prayer. So James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Uh, if prayer is seen as conversation with god drawing near to god to converse with him then we need to ask ourselves what is the basis has god invited us to come and pray to him yes A few verses can do that For us In the Old Testament Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 He says Call unto me And I will answer And show you Great and mighty things Which you you know not of Matthew 7, 7 and 8 Jesus says Ask You will receive Seek You will find, knock, and the door will be opened to you. Anyone who asks receives. Anyone who seeks finds. Anyone who knocks to him, the door shall be opened. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 says, pray without sin. Jesus himself says in Luke chapter 18, verse 1. He told the parable to the effect that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And if you want to add some of the other passages, you can write Colossians 4, 2. You can write 1 Timothy 2, 8. I will that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. So it's clear that the Bible invites us to pray. Now, number three, some people argue that if God knows everything, He knows what I'm about to ask. Why should I pray? Another question with prayer is God's sovereignty. If God already has his will, he knows what he wants to do, and he has prepared everything, then why should I pray? Because God already knows what he wants. But the answer to these two uh, issues, the first is when we say God knows what we are going to ask, he knows our needs before we come to him, we must understand that prayer is conversation. Prayer draws us closer to God God wants us to pray to him Because he wants us to build intimacy with him He wants us to build a friendship with him Just like you and your children at home Even if you know what they need You want them to come to you So that you can talk about it and concerning God's sovereignty, we differentiate between God knowing and being in control of past, present, and future from fatalism and determinism. Fatalism means your faith decides and you can do nothing about it. Determinism means God has got his will fixed in iron and concrete So nothing can be done about it But the best way of understanding sovereignty Is that God has given man free will And there is room for man To ask within the will of God And he will grant Their request in prayer It's like a father and mother In the house with their children If their children want to eat rice Or they want a certain kind of paste The parents don't say no This is the only one you must have They allow them Freedom to ask and to have what is their joy But does not interfere with the overall will and running of the house That's the best way to understand the sovereignty of God So let's get closer and ask ourselves why pray why pray Number one Because Jesus prayed Mark one thirty-five, And in the morning Rising up a long while before day Jesus went to a solitary place And there he prayed Luke 5 15 and 16 Multitudes came to hear Jesus and to be healed But Jesus often withdrew Into the wilderness to pray Jesus prayed and fasted 40 days and 40 nights Matthew chapter 4 Verse 1 to 11 And Luke chapter 4 Verse 1 to 13 Jesus himself prayed And he is our model He is our standard He is the image into which we want to be Therefore, if Jesus prayed, then it means that God wants us to pray like Jesus prayed. And the followers of Jesus also prayed. That's the first reason. Number two, Jesus himself invites and commands us to pray. Matthew 26, 41, Jesus told his disciples in Gethsemane, watch, pray. Lest you fall into temptation. But what does prayer do for us? Prayer builds intimacy with God. We get to know God more when we pray. Two, prayer shows God we depend on Him. We are not too proud. We don't feel we can handle life alone. And it pleases God. A good example is second Kings chapter one, when from verse one to four, Ahaziah fell down through the lattice at the window, and he sent people to inquire from Balzebu. And God was angry that is there no God in Israel for you to inquire that you are sending to. For people to go in and cross from basketball. Because of that you will die You will not live God Wants us To depend on him Jeremiah 17 5 He says curse is anyone Who trusts the arm of man Flesh So whenever we pray We tell heaven that We are depending on you We are relying on you We can't go it alone We need help. But in addition to that, prayer brings peace. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Prayer brings joy. John chapter 16 verse 23-24 Jesus said "Either that you have asked nothing in my name Ask that you may receive That your joy may be full Prayer brings wisdom The wisdom of God James chapter 1 verse 5 If anyone lacks wisdom Let him ask God Who gives freely And it will be given to him Prayer delivers us from our fears Psalm 34 verse 4 I sought the Lord And he heard me And delivered me from all my fears Prayer brings down the power of God In our lives James chapter 5 Verse 16 to 18 He says the effectual fervent prayer Of a righteous man Has power in its effects. Elijah was a man. He prayed earnestly that it should not rain for three and a half years, and there was no rain. Then he prayed again, and rain fell, and the earth yielded its fruits. Prayer brings power into our lives. But in addition to that, prayer is service to other people. Because we can intercede for others Look at how Moses interceded for Israel In Exodus chapter 32 Look at how Daniel interceded for Israel in Daniel chapter 9 Look at Jesus, Luke 22, 31 and 32 He said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat But I have prayed for you That your faith should not fail. So we pray. For other people also. In addition to that. Prayer. Brings down. The work of the Holy Spirit. In our lives. Luke chapter 11. Verse 13. He says. How much more will God. Not give the Holy Spirit. To people who ask him. So. You can see that when we pray, a lot of things happen and they sort us out. So we need prayer. But the next question is an answered prayer. An answered prayer. In reality, For a child of God There is no prayer Which goes unanswered When you pray Sometimes the answer Is no 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 is an answer So three times Moses besought God I want to go to the promised land God said no Second Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7 to 12. Three times Paul asked God to remove in his flesh and he said, no. Gethsemane, Jesus prayed three times that not my will be done, but your will, this cross. And God said, no, you must go to the cross. Look at David. He fasted seven days When Bathsheba's son was struck And the child died God said no So no is an answer If you are a parent It's not everything your children ask you That you give them But The second part is Sometimes God's answer is Wait Wait Because This is not exactly the time So Abraham Asked God for a child In Genesis 15 And the child was born In Genesis 21 After almost 25 years Look at uh, Elizabeth And Zacharias John the Baptist's parents They were asking for a child And they were old Before God gave them the child Look at uh, Acts 16 6 and 7 Paul and his team Wanted to go to Asia Minor And the spirit said no But in Acts 19 They went to Asia Minor And verse 11 and 12 we are told that handkerchiefs and aprons from Paul's body healed the sick. Demons were cast out. And the whole area of Asia Minor heard the gospel. So sometimes God's answer is wait. And wait is an answer. It's not an answer. But the third kind of answer God can give you is, I have prepared something better for you. So you can ask God for a pen, and God can give you a a mobile phone. You can ask God for a bicycle, and God can decide to give you a car. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. So sometimes when we ask something from God And he prepares a better thing to give us We say God has not answered my prayer But he's, he's answering in a better way And then also There are times When God's answer to your prayer is At this time I don't want to answer your prayer Now when that happens We need to look into our lives To ask ourselves why Now the Bible gives Reasons why Sometimes God does not answer prayer For his people We can look at it. The first one is sin Psalm 66 verse 18 David says If I regard iniquity in my heart The Lord will not hear me And the man born blind Spoke out his theology In John chapter 9 Verse 31 He said we know that God Has not listened to sinners So Isaiah 59, verse 1 and 2 Says that the Lord's ear is not deaf His hand is not short That He cannot save or hear you It's sin, iniquity that separates us from Him But the second reason why God sometimes Doesn't answer our prayer Is that we do not ask James chapter 4 verse 2 He says you have not Because you do not ask The third reason For our not Having answers to prayer According to James 4 3 is that we ask Amiss So we ask sometimes to just With wrong motives To spend on ourselves But The fourth reason is If we do not ask According to God's will Then He does not answer us the way we want First John chapter 5 Verse 14 and 15 say If we ask anything According to his will We know That God hears us and we have already received what we have asked from him. So, Matthew chapter 6 verse 10. Jesus taught us how to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, if we align our prayers with the will of God. It's then that we know that we are getting his attention. Today somebody asked me, how is it that sometimes you have cancer and you come to God? You want to be healed and you know that it is God's will for you to be healed or for a loved one to be healed. And the person is not healed, then it means that God has failed you. We need to understand that First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25 says, the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. When God seems to be foolish, Even that is wiser than the wisest Wisdom that a human being can render Therefore We should keep that in mind When we pray according to the will of God And still we don't have the answers we expect But in addition to that The Bible says Doubt Can stop The answer to the prayer When you are double minded James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8 He says ask in faith Not doubting Because he who doubts Is a double minded man tossed to and fro Like the waves That man should not think he can get anything From the Lord So Jesus himself confirms it He says in Mark chapter 11 verse 23 That if you Say to a mountain to move And cast itself into the sea And you do not doubt In your heart So Doubt destroys Prayer But in addition to that Jesus said In the Mark eleven twenty five, He said when you Stand praying And you notice that You have anything against someone Forgive Because if you don't forgive Your heavenly father will also not Forgive you So Unforgiveness can block Prayer Another thing too That blocks prayer is First Peter Chapter 3 verse 7 Our relationships Says husbands Dwell with your wives According to knowledge Knowing that They are weaker vessels And treat them With honor As joint heirs Of eternal life So that your prayers Will not be hindered It's a Greek word It means cut off Your prayers will not be cut off Your prayers hit the ceiling And come back If your relationship Issues are not Well taken care of In fact Jesus himself said that In Matthew chapter 5 The Sermon on the Mount Verse 25-26 He says if you bring your gift To the altar And you recognize that somebody has ought against you Leave your gift there Go and settle the issue with your your Brother Before you come and offer uh, The gift well in addition to that there are other things which the bible mentions can stop or hinder or even make god not listen to you at all proverbs 21 verse 13 he says when you see poor people and you shut your heart and you don't have mercy god do when you cry to him he will not listen to you And then also, Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 7, that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. So, heaven expects that we will keep God's words in us and it will guide how we pray so that we get more results from the prayer Therefore if you turn your ear away from hearing the word of God Even your prayer is an abomination to God So John chapter 15 verse 16 He says you did not choose me, I chose you I appointed you to go and bear fruit That your fruit will abide And that if Whatever you ask the father in my name He will give it to you So fruitfulness Affects prayer The more fruitful you are The more your prayers Will be answered So what have I been saying Number one That prayer The simplest definition of prayer is Conversation with God Any approach of the soul to God In order to interact with him Can be defined as prayer Number two God himself invites us to come and pray Then We also saw that Jesus prayed Jesus commanded us to pray The followers of Jesus prayed Therefore, the excuse that, for me, I don't pray because if God knows everything, he knows what I'm coming to ask him, why should I pray? He doesn't hold water. And no, God is sovereign. He has everything under control. Uh, I cannot influence him. Therefore, I don't pray. It's no excuse. Prayer helps you to build friendship, intimacy with God. And God expects us to be persistent in prayer and not give up because the more we continue praying, the more the prayer builds a relationship. So at the end of the day, whether or not he gives you what you are searching for, you have built a relationship with God, which is going to help you in the years to come. And then also, I've looked at Why whenever a Christian Prays You shouldn't be quick to say God didn't answer me Because his answer can be no His answer can be wait His answer can be I will give you something better than this His answer can be Well this time I don't choose to, uh, to answer you And all those things Are answers God is giving us But having said that, it's good to look at the things which the scripture says can block our prayer and remove them so that we can have powerful praying and get results. Thank you. God bless you.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you so, so much. God bless you, Apostle. Please, the floor is open for questions. I think we'll take the first one. It's already in the chat. Um, Winfred is asking, Reverend, how can we be fruitful for our prayers to be answered speedily? How can we be fruitful for our prayers to be answered speedily?
0: Uh, Jesus gave that answer in John 15, verses 4 and 5. He says, if we abide in him, and he abides in us, his words abide in us, then we shall bear much fruit. So, there are three big steps to fruitfulness. Number one, you must know God's call upon your life. Number two, you need prayer and fasting to release and grow the gifts that God has given you. And number 3, a fruitfulness involves bringing souls, winning souls, making disciples. If you do that, then you are in the in the game for fruitfulness. Thank you.
1: I hope that helps. And um, please for all our sakes and saving time, let's take the questions in class case. So there's one in the chat. I'm going to read it, Apostle. But then I think two or three more people can add their questions. Then Apostle will answer. So this one says, how can I tell which one of uh, which of the reasons God is giving me for my prayers not being answered? This is Juliana. There are various reasons. So we, how will I tell which one is the reason? Please, are there any other questions? You can raise your hand or you can type it in the chat. Okay, so Samuel Kicha is what if a prophet prophesies about you and it does not happen? Maybe you've got a confirmation about it again. Okay.
0: So you want me to take the two
1: Please, I think you can take the two. There's a third one I want to add to it. Can giving increase our chances of answered prayer? And then, please, what is your take on praying against enemies? Please, do you get them? Let me go. So the first one is on.
0: Allow me to do them quickly. All right. Thank you. Pray, knowing which of the reasons of unanswered prayer uh, God is not answering your prayer uh, is simple. Work on all of them. The reason is that intimacy with God is the final goal of God in inviting you to come and pray. So if sin is blocking you, you need to work on it. If doubt is preventing your prayers, you need to work on it. If your relationship with your husband or wife is blocking your prayers, you need to work on it. It's just that you need to take them one by one and make sure you clean all. Because at the end of the day, each of those can Stop your prayers So please Look through them And start You can start with the list I have given And if anything else Is revealed to you Work on it Don't wait until the prayer is blocked Before you start searching What is hindering my prayer Now number two The second question I remember Is Praying against our enemies.
1: Yes, please.
0: Uh, please. The Matthew chapter five from verse 40. Okay, even 38. From 38 all the way to 48. Jesus could not be clearer. We are to love our enemies. Pray for those who persecute us and make sure that we give to those who, who despitefully use us. Jesus forbids us from praying against our enemies. So the practice Of taking up your enemies to pray against them You need to find out which spirit it is Because on the cross Jesus said, Father, forgive them For they know not what they do And Stephen, when they were stoning him in Acts chapter 7 Verse 59, 60 He said, Lord, don't hold this evil against them So Romans chapter 12 from 17 to 21 argues that your enemy, you should love him, give him water and food when he's thirsty and hungry, so that you can heap hot coals on his head. Don't let evil overcome you. Overcome evil with good. So please know that Christian is not allowed to pray against his enemies. Satan is our real enemy. And we need to recognize the difference. Yes. The third question.
1: Can giving increase our chances of answered prayer?
0: If, yes, if it is the spirit who is leading you to give. If you give under compulsion, if you give because you are forced, if you give gradually, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 6 and 7, there's no blessing in that one. So, yes, if you give, if you give according to the leadership of the Spirit, it opens doors for you. That is what Acts chapter 10 from verse 1 to 4, the Cornelius uh, story tells us.
1: Um, please, the next question was, what if a prophet prophesies about you and it doesn't happen? You have gotten confirmation about it again this with time.
0: Well, uh, this question has come up again and again. It's it, it's difficult to use a one minute to answer it, but we must know that the prophetic ministry is not foolproof. First Corinthians fourteen twenty nine says, "Let two or three prophets prophesy; let the others judge." 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, from verse uh, 19 to 21. He says, despise not prophesying, but test all things and hold fast to what is good. First John chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. He says, beloved, do not believe every spirit. Test the spirits to see whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone up. So you need to test the prophecy to be sure that this is God, and you are not presuming, because the prophet can speak out of his mind, or it could be from the wish of his heart for you, but it may not work. Just this evening we read First Chronicles chapter seventeen, and it's even in Second Samuel chapter seven. When David said, oh, I am living in a house of cedar, but God is leaving his ark is in the tent. Prophet Nathan told him, everything in your heart, do it, for God is with you. But that night, God came and told Nathan, I haven't asked David to build a house for me. He is not the one who will build the house for me. So even prophets can get it wrong. First Samuel chapter 16. From verse 6, when Samuel was asked to anoint a king, he saw David's brothers and the firstborn march before him. And he said, surely the Lord's anointed is, is here. And God said, don't look at his outward appearance because I have rejected him. Man sees not as God sees. Men look on outward appearance, but God sees the heart. So prophets can be wrong. So not everything prophesied to you Should be taken as Bible Two Some prophecies come but they delay They are true But you need to wait for them to happen Three Some prophecies come but you need to pray them through Before you see the manifestation if you just wait and say, well, man of God has prophesied it will come, you, you may, it may never see the light of day. So please watch that. And I would ask you to, even if it has been prophesied upon you, go to God yourself. You are a child of God and seek his face. Then he can either confirm that to your spirit or tell you, what is on his mind? Yes.
1: Thank you very much for the next batch of questions. Um, Kelvin, your hand was up. Please say yours, and then we can read those in the chat.
2: Thank you. Two questions in one. I share <laughs> a, a similar frustration with uh, someone here, Des, who says that it looks like there's so many. There are so many requirements. I mean, I, I'm just trying to imagine being in the house with the father and like there are a list of 15 requirements you have to check before you ask for something from him. Uh, but the, the major question I want to uh, put forward is given the premium that God appears to place on prayer before he does anything in which instances uh, does god like not necessarily need people to pray but intervenes in order to right injustices so like a classic example i can give is uh africa's colonial history uh we were not christians then we were not praying But like the result of colonization on the continent is massive. And it looks as if we may never recover from the the shock of the exploitation. Uh, So in such an instance, of course, we couldn't have prayed. But uh, I don't want to sound blasphemous, but could God not have come to our help a little to uh, to to help that that. Massive exploitation So those are my questions Please
0: Allow me to take them Because no, they are be Two in one, one. Alright the, the first is that The reason we pray Is not just To get things from God I need a pen I want a car I want God I want this That that is not why we pray. Prayer is to build a relationship with God. So the checks are like a parent saying, hey Kofi, if you don't brush your teeth, no breakfast. Mommy, I want breakfast, I want breakfast. Kofi, did you brush your teeth? So, God wants to work something within us Through the prayer This is why the checks Are there To make sure that The relationship between you and God Improves The more you want to pray And as it were To get answers from Him Now The side is that it's God's will Which is to be done on earth Not your will principle So we if we have this at the back of our mind uh, It will solve a lot of the problems Now concerning A case in point None of us prays before the sun rises We don't pray before the moon Comes, shines There are many things we don't pray for It's not our prayer that brings the rain There are many good things God does The growth of our farm produce It is just the goodness of God It gives us that So in the areas where he wants us to pray It is because he wants to build a relationship But let me Take, for example, what you have just said. Africa. Look at the exploitation of Africa by uh, our colonial masters. I like the way you put it, that it's difficult to recover. But have you seen that they brought us the Bible? Have you seen that Africa is the first continent in the whole world to become majority Christian in one century. As I speak now, the future of Christianity in the whole world is Africa. The future of Christianity in the whole world is Africa because 42% of all evangelical Christians in the world now are in Africa. And if it goes on at this rate, half of all evangelical Christians in the world will be in Africa. The white man took our gold, but they brought the Bible. No matter how imperfectly the Bible has profited us. If you were God and you had to weigh the gold they took and the Bible they brought, what, what will be your position? Will you reverse it? So this is it. The foolishness of God is wiser than men. And it has already started happening that African missionaries are now going to the West with the Bible. So, Yes, they took our gold. They took silver. They exploited us. But that is not our end. We have Jesus Christ. And there are a lot of things Africa can do now with the mineral resources that we still have. So the situation is not as Bad, in quotes. Yes, thank you very much, um, and I thank God for the last issue um, you, you spoke about, that um, the the great exchange that took place in, in history. Um, we it happens that even though it was bad. Uh, Africans chose the best by taking the Bible. Now, would you also say that um, in that, as we look into the Bible, are we overstressing prayer in 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 in, in Africa? Are we overstressing prayer, or we we are taking prayer to the extremes? What is missing? Because there is so much prayer that there should be a change, and um, still we are struggling. So, what would you say about that, Rev Apostle? Thank you very much. Okay.
1: Um, Apostle, please let me add one question, which is quite similar, from Reverend Roland. It says, "In Ghana, we have people praying daily, every day, everywhere. Why is our country in such deplorable state, in spite of the culture of
0: prayer?" Okay. Thank you very much for that. Um. What we have noticed is that Dependence on God And faith Carry A lot of time Spent in God's presence So Moses was on the mountain 40 days, 40 nights He came back broke the tablets, he went back 40 days, 40 nights, without food and water. Elijah, he, 40 days and 40 nights walking to the mount of God. Horeb. Jesus Christ, 40 days, 40 nights fasting for a three and a half year ministry. So, the question is, if you look at the life of Jesus, you can ask yourself, was he praying too much? For a three and a half year ministry, why do you spend so much time praying? Why not just do it? But... Again, I would say that prayer means trying to build a relationship with God, a conversation with God. It is true, now I want to criticize what I have just said. It is true that a lot of the prayer is praying amiss. Sometimes I meet people praying. When you stop them and ask them, what are you praying about? They don't even know. (laughs) They are just praying. Sometimes you go to church and there is a lot of prayer and people are just praying. I'm careful because I don't want to discourage prayer. Because one of the things we noticed is, for example, the average American pastor prays forty five minutes a day. The average South Korean pastor prays four hours a day. So with time ten Of the world's largest churches Were in Korea And In America We found thousands of churches Closing Every year Yes In technology They are advancing But is it well With them spiritually Is it something to copy So we should ask ourselves or tell ourselves that more prayer should mean better prayer, more pointed prayer. And if that happens, then God is able to help us come out. And today it appears Africa is a laughing stock. We are praying instead of waiting, but tomorrow it might not be so. So personally, I want more prayer, but I discourage aimless prayer. Our prayers should be pointed and we should ask for things which matter, like Solomon in first Kings chapter 3 He asked God for wisdom And God said wow I'm adding riches And honor Because you have asked for wisdom You didn't ask for the life Of your enemies So if an African Is going to pray three hours And he's praying against his enemies Praying against his enemies It's prayer but it's not prayer Which heaven respects so I don't want to discourage prayer, but I would emphasize praying prayers that that have value, weight before heaven. Yes.
1: Thank you very much, Apostle. So please, here is the last batch. Uh, if we can rush through a bit quicker. So okay. one person is asking, can one just be praying in tongues and not knowing what he or she is praying about? Two, please, if we are not supposed to pray against our enemies, what do we make of Psalm 35? Three, please, what is your take on the issue of some pastors demanding we pray loudly in meetings? How do loud prayers increase our response from God? Four, why does our prayer take too long to be answered? And five, what role does anointing, oil, holy water, prayer, soil, seed offering, directions, and the like play in answered
0: prayers? Okay. You can prompt me quickly.
1: All right. So the first one, can we pray in tongues and not know what we are praying about?
0: Ah, that's one of them. Mm. You see, First Corinthians 14, verse 4 and 5 says, The one who speaks in a known tongue, he strengthens his spirit. He builds and edifies his own spirit. But the one who prophesies edifies the church. So, charismatics have built upon it to say that when you speak in tongues, even if you don't know what you are praying about, you are building your spirit. Please, Romans 8, 26 and 27. It's also in the Bible. The Bible says. He who searches the hearts. Knows the mind of the spirit. Because he prays according to the will of God. Therefore. It is best. to, To pray in the spirit. And try to line up your spirit. With what the spirit of God is saying. Because. First Corinthians chapter 14 Verse 13 and 14 And 15 He says my spirit prays But my understanding is unfruitful So it is good To pray in the spirit But it is better To pray in the spirit With the Leadership of what the spirit Is praying on So that The two of you will Will flow together Two Against your enemies Uh. Psalm 35 Is in the Old Testament And We are in the New Testament, the New Covenant Please remember three things The first is that Even the David who we quote in the Psalms as praying against his enemies. When he met Saul, King Saul, his enemy, on two occasions, he didn't kill him. When he cut the garment, his heart smote him. First Samuel chapter 24 verse 5. Then why did you do that? The David we quote was not vindictive, full of vengeance, Against his enemies And he is not Our standard Romans chapter 8 verse 29 Says God predestined That we should be conformed to the image Of his son Jesus And First John chapter 3 verse 2 Says when we see Jesus We shall be like him So 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 21 Says Jesus left an example so that we will walk in his footsteps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he did not insult back. And when he suffered, he threatened no one. These are the footsteps of Jesus Christ. And we should keep it in mind. Okay, the third question in your list. Say Yes, Pray. praying loudly. Mm. Now, praying loudly is an interesting phenomenon because in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 7 and 8, we are told that Jesus prayed with loud cries and tears. So God is not afraid of noise. And yet, Jesus too. Says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 6, when you want to pray, go into your room, shut the door and pray in secret. And your father who sees in secret will answer you openly. So the Bible puts the two together. There are times you need to pray quietly. There are times you need to pray loudly with tears, with fasting and push. And that brings me to the fourth question. Hmm. That what part does uh, incense, uh, holy water, candle, uh, giving, and those things, what part do they play in making your prayers more effective? I will go with the Bible. Mark nine twenty nine. Jesus said, this kind does not go out except by fasting and prayer. So fasting strengthens prayer. Matthew 18, 20. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, they are mine in the midst of them. So if two shall agree as touching anything, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. So if, if you can pray in a group, With people who have Light faith with you It strengthens prayer Um, Now the use of Candle And incense Lavender And Anagosamina And those things in prayer I prefer To stick to the Bible Anything Jesus didn't do and the followers of Jesus didn't do in the Bible I don't see why I should do it Because there are so many different opinions And lies within religious worship That if you do not keep to the Bible Tradition will soon make you worship God in vain That's Mark 7, 7-9 to 9. Jesus was telling the Pharisees, these people worship me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching for commandments the traditions of men. So you can say this is how we do it in our church, but in the long run, uh, it's not what God wants. So you lose. So please... Watch Jesus closely, watch the apostles closely, and pray with what they prayed with. Amen.
1: Amen. God bless you. God bless. One question: Why our prayer takes too long to be answered from Priscilla? But oh. I think all that we have discussed today form the ingredients to answer that question. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you for this time before you. We bless you for the understanding you have given us concerning our prayers and how we can better them so that we can receive even more answers to our prayers. We pray that wherever we are going wrong, your spirit will open our eyes so that we'll see them clearly and you help us so that we can change and avoid the pitfalls. We bless you, Father. May our week continue to be blessed. May we stay under your protection and your umbrella in Jesus' name. Amen. Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry. At www.jfkmensministries.org, God bless you.